Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Why It Matters. Today, we're taking a look at a report by Tomasek and PwC um, that shows Asia's con- consumers have become more affluent, sophisticated, and demanding. Yeah, I bet you knew that, right? The individual choices that we seem to be making will drive 55% of the $4.4 trillion US dollars incremental food spend in the next decade. You're looking at healthier diets, fresh foods, safe and traceable sources, as well as sustainable consumption, all mentioned among the key consumer trends. Now, when you have that in mind, Asia-specific only one-stop farm-to-table solution, the Grow Hub, and the only premium agri-food product partner of the Government of Western Australia have just announced joint plans to develop the Food Innovation Precinct Western Australia, or FIPWA. Now, together with the FIPWA, the Grow Hub looks to contribute to a food bowl for consumers in Southeast Asia, as well as contribute to addressing Singapore's 30 by 30 food security goal. Let's get an overview of the agri-food business segment in Southeast Asia and details of this new partnership. On the line with me is Christopher Vaz, who is Country Manager Australia, the Grow Hub and General Manager, FIPWA. Good morning, Christopher. Good morning, Elliot. How are you? Very good, sir. And what a timely conversation we're having, especially when you consider the supply chain issues around the world. But first, let's talk about the Grow Hub, Singapore-based one-stop farm-to-table solution for food traceability and data analytics. Tell us a little bit more about its role in the sustainability sphere. Sure. So Grow Hub prides itself as the as Asia's only farm-to-table solution when it comes to connecting producers all the way to consumers. So their partnership with the Food Innovation Precinct here in Western Australia is quite critical and important for agri-producers and food producers in Western Australia to be connecting into the ASEAN markets, but also vice versa, creating a landing pad for some of the companies in ASEAN, Singapore, Vietnam, Malaysia, Philippines, to use the physical infrastructure that we've just been built in Western Australia to be able to look for scale-up opportunities. There's a huge sustainability play as well with the precinct that we've just built. For instance, we've got a, a large industrial solar microgrid that's powering the entire business park. So, And that's driving a lot of ESG activity and ESG interest from investors as well. So I suppose one way to describe it, especially with the infrastructure in Western Australia, is you've got a bit of a corridor between Singapore and Australia. How does this encourage innovation, especially food innovation in that sense? What have you seen so far? So let me give a, a sense of you know what the precinct the ecosystem looks like. So at the precinct itself, we've got an ecosystem, a very strong ecosystem of research and developers, so R&D um, individuals run through Murdoch University. We've got GoHub positioned as the innovation partner through the Innovation Centre. And we've got a production facility where you can actually get a small-scale production of new products uh, undertaken. So we've got that entire ecosystem set up. So in terms of the corridor between Western Australia and, and Singapore into ASEAN, this is where GrowHub plays a very critical role in terms of market access, not only for, for innovations that come out of the precinct to be tested in, in a market like Singapore, but also through its blockchain platform and the online initiatives and online work programs that GrowHub runs to be able to get access to markets across the ASEAN. So, for instance, what we're hoping in the next few years to be able to see and experience is producers, for instance, producing grains or products such as chocolate 
being able to interact directly with, with consumers in you know, a city like Ho Chi Minh or Hanoi, for instance, to understand what their taste palates are, to understand what their nutritional needs are. And, and that way we sort of truncate that entire innovation cycle from R&D all the way to market, but also from a sustainability perspective in response to you know, some of the trends that you identified earlier with regards to the ASEAN consumer being more demanding, healthy diets, wanting to know where the products are coming from. This is where GrowHub plays a very important channel and you know forms a corridor for us from Western Australia into ASEAN using Singapore as a hub. Just to expand a little bit on the idea of innovation, th- does this mean that as far as the willingness and maybe even culture to, to explore innovation, you guys see Singapore as, as a bit of a gateway to, to ASEAN or in other words, you know, why Singapore? For many reasons. So Australia and Singapore share a very strong relationship. I think that's the start. Um, the comprehensive strategic partnership that Australia and Singapore have had for many years is sort of the underpinning factor for Australia and Singapore to be working on this. And obviously Western Australia with its geographical proximity to Singapore. Over the last six, seven years, the ambition, the aspiration and the sheer activity that Singapore has had in the agri-food space has been immense, right? So right from, you know, housing agri-tech initiatives to downstream activity around new product innovations with plant-based meats, for instance. There's a lot of that hubbing activity that's that's coming out of Singapore at the moment. Where we see the partnership between Western Australia and Singapore, particularly in the innovation space, is the ability for, for instance, Singaporean startups to spend time at the precinct in Western Australia, Mm. be able to scale up on some of those initiatives. So another example, for instance, you've got significant technology developments taking shape in in Singapore when it comes to IOTs and sensors, but the the startups don't have access to, you know, large farming lands, for instance, to trial some of these technologies and ideas. So we provide that landing pad and that, that ability at the precinct to be able to come work in partnership with GoHub, with the Fitball partners, trial new technologies with farmers, growers, producers, and like I said earlier, truncate that innovation cycle, right? So the time you spend from actually developing an idea in the lab to getting it out to market is much shorter because we've got an entire ecosystem in a place-based strategy. Yeah, yeah, that definitely works. And must be quite interesting for you as well because you hold leadership roles in both GrowHub and Fitwa. Tell us a little bit about how both roles kind of work hand-in-hand. Yeah, so I think, so this is interesting because, you know, from, from a FIPWA perspective, it's been quite a journey. We've had, you know, state government involved in, uh, in the setting up of the precinct. We've had the Australian government that's tipped in $21 million to build a precinct. The entire FIPWA initiative is being led by local government. That's where I'm the general manager. So we've got different levels of government that have backed this initiative, right, from federal, state and local government. Where we see the need and, and, and my role, in fact, in terms of, you know, delivering on the FIPWA requirements for the ecosystem and cementing and deepening our partnership with GoHub has been quite important because what local government and what institutions are realizing now is we need to step outside our comfort zone uh, and, and take risks, right? So this is where we're saying, okay, we need to deepen our partnership with our with our ecosystem partners. We need to understand more of what's happening in Singapore and ASEAN. So this is where we've developed this joint role through a service-level agreement between the Shire of Murray and GrowHub, which allows me to not only look after my ecosystem partners in the precinct, but look for industry development strategies for GrowHub, look to commercialize R&D at a much faster rate, and more importantly, looking at technology transfer initiatives for GrowHub in Western Australia across Australia. If we were to sort of put together a report card on the region, what is your observation in terms of the current situation when it comes to food security? This has been quite a hot topic recently. 
So food security is becoming, uh, has always been a significant issue. And I think COVID has just driven the tension of, you know, everyone's food security concerns. So across the, the ASEAN and, and Asia Pacific region, that food security challenge has just grown over the past two, three years, right? Um, so the, the one that everyone knows about is the supply chain constraints, yeah. right? So whether it's talking about chicken from Malaysia to Singapore, or whether it's even talking about, you know, just stocking our supermarket shelves in Western Australia from product coming within from within our own country has been a food security issue for us. Now, when you think about food security in holistic sense, you've got issues dotted right all the way from early production, which is on farm, supply chain issues, midstream issues, all the way to downstream, you know, access and uh, nutritional security concerns. So across Asia Pacific and ASEAN, I think the on-farm challenge continues to continues to thrive for the for the wrong reasons, unfortunately. So if you look at smallholder farms in, in ASEAN, there are, you know, 600 million smallholder farms. Uh, but a lot of those farmers tend to be subsistence farming. So they're just farming for livelihoods as opposed to having a business or an economy created out of those farms. So how do you improve productivity yield? So that's where I think, again, going back to GoHub's role, the role of FIPWA, trying to adopt some of the better practices around farming into different parts of ASEAN could be you know, one of the ways of addressing that food security challenge through the precinct. Then you talk about <clears throat> nutritional security. So Singapore's 30 by 30 goal, for instance, talks about you know not just having self-sufficiency in Singapore for certain product categories, but it's all, it also talks about you know the nutritional security for a Singaporean population, and, and that's across the across the region. It's across the growing affluent middle class in parts of ASEAN where they're more knowledgeable of the product, they're more health conscious. COVID has obviously driven some of that changes, that change in thinking and behavior in terms of wanting to know where my product's coming from, what's yeah. in my product, you know, trying to minimize food fraud. And this is, again, where GrowUp's playing an important role by creating a blockchain platform to, to try and plug in different technology players who connect the entire value chain of activities. So right from, you know, what are you, how much water you're using on the farm to produce, you know, a kilo of, I don't know, tomatoes or a kilo of oats, all the way to, you know, what's in the product, what is my nutritional value of the product, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. hopefully in the next few years, we'll be able to have a much closer relationship and closer uh, information cycle between the producer and the consumer, addressing some of those food security concerns as well. That's a good one you bring up, right? That that sharing of information. I mean, first, with regard to the 20 by 30 goal, in your opinion, are we on track to achieving it? And also, you know, how, it's it obviously very significant, but how much more needs to be done to get everyone to realize the importance of collaboration of partnerships between these organizations? Yeah, I think it, it's, well, is Singapore on track for a 30 by 30 goal? I think Singapore's made the right moves in terms of identifying, you know, that it needs to have some level of self-sufficiency. But I think where Singapore has been very smart with it, it's not talking about 30, you know, achieving 30% self-sufficiency of yeah. product segments in terms of volume, but it's talking about nutritional security. So this is where I think, you know, Singapore has backed its aspirations by looking at new food tech startups, whether it's plant-based chicken, whether it's lab-based chicken production, looking at innovation to drive some of that, you know, some of the activity towards achieving self-sufficiency. Mm. Because one thing Singapore is probably never going to have in its favor is is access to farming lands, right, yeah. within the country. So I think you have to look at innovation and new technology to be able to drive that. So I think Singapore's done, obviously, the right thing in terms of, you know, setting that goal. Collaboration continues to be important. I think, again, you know, going back to the geopolitical situation, for instance, COVID, supply chain resilience, all of that has driven the need for much closer relationships, whether it's between countries 
or whether it's between ecosystem players, or whether you're talking about R&D institutions and those institutions that are, you know, closer to market. So this is where, again, FIPWA, you know, has brought that ecosystem much closer by saying we want our researchers to be in the same place as the place in which we try some of the new product. And in the same place, we want to be able to work with people and institutions and companies like GoHub that have access to the market into Singapore and into ASEAN. I mean, from a Western Australian perspective, when it comes to food value add, we are we are pretty bad at it, I'd say. And so this is an opportunity for us to, you know, you know, not relive the experiences of the other states or other countries as far as, you know, food value add, but to take a new approach of saying, yep, we, we understand where the markets are. We want to understand what is what are the nutritional and what are the palate and taste preferences of consumers across ASEAN. What works in Singapore is not going to work in Malaysia and what works in Malaysia is not going to work in, in Vietnam. So we need to be able to understand that much better over here in Western Australia before we actually enter the new markets, right? Right. So that's where collaboration and bringing institutions closer has been uh, has been critical for us at FIPWA. I've been speaking with Christopher Vance, Country Manager Australia at the Grow Hub and General Manager for FIPWA. Uh, Christopher, really appreciate your time today. Take care and have a great weekend in advance. Thanks, Eddie. It was great chatting with you. Enjoy your day up in Singapore. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.